and welcome to the next episode of The Care Pod, a podcast series generated by The Care Lab in the Department of Criminal Justice at Temple University. CARE stands for Cybersecurity in Application, Research, and Education. I'm your host, Rachel Blyman. Today, we have a special episode to celebrate Cybersecurity Awareness Month and Hispanic and Latinx Heritage Month. This particular episode focuses on Hispanic and Latinx representation in cybersecurity. Today on the CARE Pod, hear Anshul Reggae, who is an associate professor at Temple and the director of the CARE Lab, speak with Rosario Mendez, an attorney with the FTC, or the Federal Trade Commission, Susanna Barraza, a program manager at NICE, which is the National Initiative for Cybersecurity Education, and Cindy, an IT specialist at CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. The guests with us today are here in their own personal capacities. Their comments are their own and are not representative of their organizations. Let's get started. I am so excited to have three wonderful, amazing powerhouses with us today. We have Rosario Mendez, Susana Barraza, and Cindy. Thank you all so much for taking the time out. Uh, of your very, very busy schedules and being with us here today. And today's topic is going to be very, very, I think, important and relevant uh, in light of Hispanic and Latinx Heritage Month. I want to start off by asking you all to share with our listeners, um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, And I'll start with Susanna. Yes. Um, so as program manager for NICE, I, I help coordinate a lot of our meetings that have to do with our NICE Community Coordinating Council, our NICE Interagency Coordinate Council, um, as well as our NICE webinars and all internal items um, that have to do with our program. I'm also sitting on the committees of our NICE K-12 Cybersecurity Education Conference that happens every year, as well as uh, the Committee for our 2020 NICE Conference and Expo that again happens every year. Um, So I help on the back end on administrative work, um, anything that has to do with NICE. Great. Thank you. Uh, Cindy, can I ask you to introduce yourself, please? Sure. Hey, everyone. My name is Cindy. I'm with CISA. I currently serve as an IT specialist in our cybersecurity division. I work on a variety of projects. It really depends on uh, operational requirements. As of right now, working on uh, a competition uh, for cybersecurity experts. In the past, I've led some training efforts within CSD. And in a former agency, I was an IT program manager, so managing and leading um, technical projects uh, for an agency. Thanks. Wonderful. Thank you. And Rosario. You're right. So I am an attorney in the Federal Trade Commission in the Division of Consumer and Business Education. And so what I do there is... um, not so much the traditional um, attorney, you know, duties that you that you think. Um, what we do in the Division of Consumer and Business Education is that we make sure that the information from the Federal Trade Commission, when it comes to advice for consumers and um, businesses, um, is you know translated into clear and plain language that people can understand. Um, and, you know, a lot of that has to do with consumer messages relating to online safety and for businesses, cybersecurity. And so I, you know, I, I, 
create a lot of the campaigns that have to do with cybersecurity education, particularly for small business. And as an attorney, I'm always having the in the back of my head, you know, is this is this right? Is this the law? Is are we saying something that is, you know, that is correct? And so um, so that's my role in the Federal Trade Commission. Wonderful. Thank you so, so much, all of you, for sharing. One of the, I guess, questions that I have for you, right? It is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And cybersecurity has many, many different meanings to a lot of different people. So could you share with our listeners what cybersecurity means to you? And also, I'm curious, I'm sure our listeners are curious about how you got into this space. Um, And this time, I guess I'll go reverse order. Rosario, can I start with you? Sure, that is an interesting question because cybersecurity um, may mean different things to different people. Um, for me personally, and uh, I'm as part of my my work, cybersecurity basically means being aware of you know the security and the safety of your um, of the information that you are putting on the internet, right? So making sure that your devices have some protections so that hackers and other bad actors cannot um, use your information. And that kind of basically translate into protecting your personal information, your privacy. So to me, cybersecurity is a way to be aware on how do you protect your privacy online. So I got into cybersecurity because after years of working at the Federal Trade Commission, and the Federal Trade Commission, we have a division that focuses on a privacy and information um, and personal information uh, and privacy. And um, I worked with that division often to create consumer protection messages for people um, on how to be safe online. And so um, as part of that work, I, you know, wanted to get more information and get get to get, be more challenged basically about the cybersecurity because um, it's not my background. I don't have a technical background, but I do realize that it's in, it's in everyday life, like that cybersecurity is not going anywhere. We all use uh, devices, computers, phones, et cetera, and we all need to figure out how to best protect ourselves when we are online. And, um, and it is important for businesses as well to know what they can do to protect our personal information and our financial information that we're sharing with them. Um, and so with that in mind, I did request uh, to my supervisors that I wanted to work on cybersecurity. And at the time, the agency was focusing on small businesses. So that was, this was about three years ago. So I led an effort to create a full campaign on cybersecurity for small business for the agency. Um, it's available at fcc.gov slash cybersecurity if you want to check it out. And what was really interesting about that process is that, you know, coming from, uh, uh, you know, from my background, I, I, I work a lot with the Hispanic community and, you know, reaching out to Latinos. And so I wanted to make sure that this cybersecurity campaign was really, um, you know, it was really touching the Latino life too, the Latino business owners, right? So that everything was in Spanish and that we were talking, you know, in a way that Latino business owners would understand and would want to share the information with their employees. And so we did a several um, listening sessions around the country and w- with business owners. 
And what we heard, you know, and, and th those were some of the questions that I put in there, you know, because I wanted to know, you know, do you think that this information is to be in other languages? And they did, you know, everybody said uh, you, it definitely needs to be in Spanish, you know, in other languages as well. But, you know, if you want to train, you know, I wanted as small as a small business owner, I want to train my employees and I want this information in Spanish because that's what my employees were, you know, and and everyone needs to know about the safety of the networks in my business. And so anyway, I just mentioned that because I think it's important that in everything that you do, you know, you do carry your culture, your background, and you can put a little bit of um you know, you can put a seed in there. You, you can you can put questions and you can ask, you know, you can have your your supervisors and your agency, you know, think about issues that relate to your community that others may not think of. So that's how I got to cybersecurity and I've been working on cybersecurity for small business since. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a really great effort. I work a lot with chambers of commerce, you know, across the country with the SBA, et cetera, just getting the messages out on how businesses, small businesses can um, protect the networks in a way that it's not going to damage their pockets because there's a lot of things that they can do, you know, without having to hire, you know, a big company. So. Great. Thank you, Susanna. Um, what does cybersecurity mean to you? Cybersecurity to me means uh, the safety of our information that's out in the public. Um, making sure that our communities are aware of all the threats that are outside um, of what they, they know and how is it that we can protect them um, from any type of damages that can be done um, to their information. So part of the work, I know one of your other questions was, how did you get into cyber? Um, I have a social science degree, so I don't necessarily have a tech degree. Um, but I know that within cybersecurity, there's a lot of opportunities uh, when it comes into the area. And so for me, is, uh, especially in the work that we do at NICE, how is it that we can help the cybersecurity workforce in many different other ways? How is it that we can equip um, our workforce and before, uh, when I started my education, I mean, I didn't really know what cyber was or that it was such a big world, you know, like I, I got my undergraduate degree in economics. So definitely was super poor from the tech world, the, the cybersecurity uh, world. And so going into this now, like it really opened up um, different opportunities, uh, really opened up a whole new world and how important cyber is in our lives because it's at the touch of our fingers. Um, and we just don't know like how our information is out there in the world and everybody has access to it and how we can protect that. Um, so for me, being able to, I mean, in the work that we do, helping um, filling the gaps within cybersecurity and why is it important to diversify the workforce um, means a lot um, within the work that we do um, and the work that I do uh, day by day. Um, but that's kind of how I got into, into cyber, especially uh, through a career fair. I met uh, somebody on the NICE team that was recruiting for the position. And so it was kind of one of those things that you just don't know where you're going to land. Um, you know, a lot of our students go and attend career fairs and, you know, we go there with the open mindset of like, okay, you know, I'm here to, to explore new options. And, and I was lucky enough to, to fall into cybersecurity and know that I, even though my background is not there, um, but I know my background in education has a tie within, within the field. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I got in, into cyber. And I've only been in cyber for a year. So I'm very fresh into the industry as well. Excellent. Excellent. 
I wish people could see us right now, right? Because I'm just enjoying listening to all of your narratives. It's it's really really cool, Cindy. I want to I want to go to you now, right? So so what does cybersecurity mean to you, and how did you end up where you are today? What's your story? Sure. Uh, well, first off, I want to echo everything that Rosario and Susanna mentioned. Um, you really hit a vital part of uh, cybersecurity, which is privacy. Um, you might think that something you post online is only for your friends, but in reality, it once it's online, it's online for a really long time. So uh, I, to me, cybersecurity means privacy. Uh, it also means the integrity of systems. Every application that you use on your smartphone, how is that information being protected? How is it being used? Um, and I'd also like to add that cybersecurity is pretty much a whole of country effort. We have CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency that is devoted to cybersecurity and protecting our critical infrastructure and federal networks, state, local, tribal, territorial networks as well. Um, but it really starts at every individual in this country, uh, being careful what you post online, looking at the privacy statements of the apps that you use on your phone. My friends hate me. Like uh, every time they're trying to get us to use a new app, I'm, I'm like, hold up, y'all. We have to read through all the uh, privacy statements, the confidential things. How are they using our data? And uh, I have vetoed a couple apps in the past before. Um, but thankfully, my friends are still friends with me and they're cool with that. Um, so yeah, in a nutshell, cybersecurity is all about privacy and the integrity of our information. Uh, so how I got into cybersecurity? Well, uh, so my undergraduate degree, similar to Susanna, is not in technology, it is in humanities. I did have a minor that was kind of tech adjacent. It was about um, telling stories digitally. However, I really got into technology uh, through an internship. So I started... I actually can't remember what my internship started as, but I ended up being a small company's um, web administrator uh, for their website. And that really was my foothold into technology. Um, what I would love to really foot stomp is that if you have, if you're the kind of person who can learn things on your own, I think you're a great fit for tech. Technology is always changing. Cybersecurity is always changing. And we constantly have to re-educate ourselves and learn new things uh, in this field. So if you're the kind of person who had to learn how to use an app or something in one of your classes, I think you can also go into cybersecurity and technology, uh, even if maybe you don't have a degree in it. But I, I digress. Um, so I started in an internship and that led me uh, to get an internship in a government agency in the office of the chief information officer over there. And uh, even though I didn't have a really strong technical background, I was very eager to learn. I sat in, in as many meetings as possible, trying to pick up on the lingo, the terminology. I studied on my own for a couple of cybersecurity uh, certifications, tests, applications, that sort of thing. Um, and then that led me to really growing in my career. So I had joined as a full-time employee, as an assistant, and then through these efforts of learning on my own um, and just you know, trying to gain as much knowledge as possible, um, got to become an IT program manager in that same agency. So it was uh, kind of stumbled into it, essentially. Thanks. 
Interesting. Interesting. And, and I'm loving that all three of you have diverse backgrounds, right? But you all said you didn't start off in the technical space, that you weren't technical. So this is really, really fascinating. And, and I want to, I guess, use that to transition into, I guess, an, another question that I have for all of you. Um, this idea of diversity, right? You're all coming from different backgrounds, disciplinary backgrounds, you're all coming from different sort of cultural backgrounds, right? So, so can you comment a little bit on why we need diversity in cybersecurity or information security? Um, and, and this time, uh, I'm going to, I guess, start with you, Cindy, if you could share your thoughts on this, please. Yeah, for sure. Um, first off, one of the reasons why I love my agency is because diversity is a core tenet uh, of our, our director and our just agency in general. We have um, multiple efforts and try to bring more diversity to our workforce. And something that I love uh, that our agency put out recently is we're committed to belonging, diversity, and inclusion. So we have done a lot of efforts in making sure that folks aren't just included, but feel belonged. So to say it in another way, um, saying you are different and wanting your opinion, right? Because sometimes I feel like some agencies or not even just agencies, just places in general will say they're all about diversity and then they include folks who are diverse and then maybe their diverse opinions aren't necessarily acknowledged or really taken into consideration. Um, so there's a difference between just getting diversity and actually making folks feel belong, like they belong to that group. So that's something that my agency is really working on and I really appreciate. Um, but and on top of that, diversity in cybersecurity is essential. The adversary in this field is it, it quite robust. Uh, we have cyber threats from across the world uh, affecting the U.S. So we need folks with diverse skill sets, backgrounds, ways of thinking uh, to really be prepared to face these threats. Just uh, the other day, my team, uh, a team that I'm on, we were working on um, an application and we had some folks who were younger. They were college students, actually, who used the app in a very different way that other folks hadn't even considered. And because of these college students, uh, we were able to understand more limitations around our application and make changes accordingly. So it just, it just uh, really is important to have diverse aspects in cybersecurity to become more secure. Great, thank you so much. Um, Rosario, your thoughts on, you know, why, why should we care? Why, why do we need diversity in the space? Sure. Yeah. I second what Cindy um, was talking about. I think it's really important that the cybersecurity um, workforce, you know, mirrors the country that mirrors the world. And, um, and right now in the United States, you know, Latinos, for example, are, you know, the largest majority of the, the, the majority of the minorities. So, so um, you know, it is important that the people who are creating this application, the people who are creating devices, who are creating, you know, systems to protect devices, um, have different backgrounds so that they can think of different things 
um, different uses. Uh, Sandy was Cindy was mentioning, for example, of the application, um, different things where that people, you know, may how you know how it may even um, would look. You know, how how are people reading? You know, the the, the different privacy disclosures. You know, the, the phone sizes, things like that. You know, thinking about the disabled community. Um, I mean, there's just so much that these um, developers really should be thinking about so that the user can um, protect their information, protect their financial information, and, and use the application the way that it was intended. And so I think it's really important that the people who are doing these things, um, uh, you know, have a diverse background and come from different places. And the same way, um, I think that in agencies, just like Cindy was talking about in, his, in her agency, I think it's really important that the government agencies also reflect the people that they are representing so that um, those uh, points of views can also be considered when, you know, there's regulations and when there's, you know, government, uh, you know, work to do in relation to cybersecurity. All good thoughts. And Susanna, I want to take it to you. Why does diversity matter in this space? Um, I believe it matters because, I mean, kind of going off of what Rosario mentioned, we are a very, very diverse population in the United States. Um, and so we should reflect also the workforce um, because a lot, of, a lot of our users are come from very many different backgrounds, you know. And so sometimes even when we're talking uh, to those in our community, like sometimes they don't understand if they don't see somebody that looks like them or like they don't trust Um you know, some people because they don't look like them. Um, also, when it comes to the workforce, a lot of people, we're all unique, we're all different. So we all bring different types of skills and knowledge. Um, everybody thinks outside the box in many different ways. And so I believe that's very important um, when it comes into cyber. Um, but most importantly, I think personally, um, when it comes to our communities, underserved communities, there's a a sense of trust that we should build. And sometimes that trust only comes within people that look like you, people that um, resemble the experiences that have those same experiences. Um, so I, I think it's very important for us to build those relationships. And fortunately, sometimes that only does happen when, when the person looks like you or has similar experiences. So I, I think it's very important to have that, that diversity within the workforce, to be able to, once we talk to people about our product, um, any type of resources, they'll, they'll be able to have that trust and believe in us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all good thoughts and so, so true. And um, one of the reasons why we're doing this episode, right? One of the reasons why I approached all of you is we're at this interesting intersection. It's Cybersecurity Awareness Month, but it's also Hispanic and Latinx Heritage Month. And it's a, it's a beautiful synergy that's happening right now. And I want to use that as leverage, right, to ask you um, about your specific thoughts on, you know, the current state of affairs uh, with regards to Hispanic and Latinx representation specifically uh, in cybersecurity and information security. And, and um, Susanna, can we start with you, please? Yes, of course. Um... So sometimes uh, when we're at meetings or I'm at meetings or, you know, in, in certain spaces in cybersecurity, sometimes I'm the only person of color. Um, there is there's a huge gap. 
um, that I see. Um, and so, so there, there is a gap, we sh there is a gap to fill, um, especially uh, with a Latinx. I don't see many. Um, and so I, be I believe that for me, that's what I see on my end. Um, there is a gap. Um, I don't see many Latinx representation. Um, it'd be great to have uh, more Latinx representation, um, but as well, there should be more awareness that there is that need. Um, I know before coming into NICE, I was working for a grant at a community college. And so a lot of those students were Hispanic, who we targeted Latinx um, and low income. But a lot of the careers that they would apply for would be like nursing or medics, um, computer engineering. But because we're seeing that those are like successful careers and not very well known um, that cyber can be about or there's other alternatives. And so I think there should be more awareness to that so we can fill in these gaps that we have um, because we don't have that much Latinx representation within, within cyber. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, I know I'm always struggling with this as an educator, right? I have students, um, oftentimes Hispanic Latinx students who ask me these types of questions and I'm not sure, you know, how to give an effective response. So this is really great for me to hear. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to uh, ask Cindy, right, um, your thoughts on this specific issue and this intersectionality. Yeah, for sure. Um, Susanna nailed it. Like there is a gap. Uh, our cybersecurity information security workforce does not reflect the American population. Um, so always room for improvement. And I think we are making progress. Uh, no, not I think. I know we are making progress. There's a lot of professional groups that are focused on um, Latinx and folks in cybersecurity. There's uh, and even like just technology in general, maybe like software development, that sort of thing. Um, and even within like the five, six years I've been in this field, uh, there's been a major change at one agency I was at um, very often where um, you're the only person of color in the whole room or even the only person of color or woman uh, or someone who identifies as a woman in the whole room, right? Uh, that has happened less so to me now, but it still does happen. Uh, and now it's a virtual room as opposed to a physical room because of COVID. So we're getting there. Lots of work needs to continue uh, being done and we're making progress slowly but surely. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what better way to to demonstrate that by having three women with me here today who work in the cybersecurity and infosec space who are, you know, identifying as Hispanic and Latinx. I mean, come on, that's pretty darn awesome, right? So Rosario, could you share your thoughts on the intersectionality of this, please? Yeah, sure. I agree with both Cindy and Susana that there's just not enough representation. I mean, um, in general, you know, the Latino community is just not not well represented in, you know, in professions in, in the prof in, in the general uh, population in, in other professions and, and much less in cybersecurity for what I have seen too. Um, but I do think that it is changing. I do think that the Hispanic Survey institutions uh, can play a really big role here because um, I think it's, you know, People, you know, that people need to know that these opportunities are available. That cybersecurity can be a career, um, and so um, you know, colleges can help 
you know, the population, the Hispanic population, um, know about how to how to follow that career. You know, I know that in, in some places there are, you know, a, a degree in cybersecurity, but in other places they might not be a degree in cybersecurity. But you can make it. You know, you you can make your 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 um, college career uh, created in a way that will take will take you there. Um, so I think the more we, you know, talk about things like this and, and share information and highlight people that are working in the field and everything like that, that opens up, you know, people's eyes and minds and hopefully um, will think that of the importance of cybersecurity in today's world. It's not going anywhere. Um, it's only getting even more, you know, important uh, every day. And so, so yeah, so it, it would be wonderful to have much more Latino representation at the highest levels of companies who are working on cybersecurity and, and the government as well. Great, great. Thank you. And I think you've all touched on this, you know, through the conversations that we're having here today. Uh, but I'm going to ask you more specifically to to sort of zone in on this this question or this these next two things that I want to ask you about. Why does Hispanic and Latinx representation in the space matter? And what more needs to be done? Where else do we need to focus on? So uh, this time um, I'm going to start with Cindy. Can I get your thoughts on this, please? Sure thing. Hispanic and Latinx representation matters because we cannot address the cybersecurity threat without the perspective, the diverse perspective in our country. Um, one of the things that makes our population, our government so great is the diverse backgrounds that we have. And we need to continue doing a better job at increasing the diversity of the folks who are protecting our networks and uh, our critical infrastructure. And the best way to do that is with diverse perspectives. So that includes representation from Hispanics uh, and Latinx folks. And what can we do to improve this? Um, I think some folks have mentioned it earlier, outreach to the specific groups would be really great. Um, this is just me, Cindy, saying this paid internships, uh, especially at least in the government, should definitely be um, a thing to consider because a lot of folks who identify as Latinx, Latinx or Hispanic, um, they might also be low income and they can't afford to do an unpaid internship. I did an unpaid internship to get my foot in the door and it was tough because I also worked remotely part time. Uh, and went to school at the same time in order to, you know, be able to have a, a, a life uh, to to eat, you know. Um, it was not a very easy thing to do. And paid internships are a great way for folks to, to get their foot in the door, get that experience that they need to really start their careers. Uh, and I think that's just one of many options that we can consider. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Rosario, your thoughts on this? Sure. I certainly agree with Cindy that paid, paid internships are crucial to get um, people a foot in the door, and um, both in the government and in, in corporations that are dealing with cybersecurity. 
I also think that the colleges can um, can can you know have a lot of influence here as well in terms of you know creating courses and, and trajectories in, within the college that could help um, Latino students you know follow the cybersecurity path, cybersecurity career path. Um, NIST uh, does a really great job with the NICE program that Susana works works with. So you know a lot more outreach on. Um, with that on that program, you know, would also could also really help. And why does it matter, which I think was your first question. I mean, I think it's really important that every uh, community is represented in the decisions that are made that are affecting uh, that are affecting us. And and when you create an application or when you create a website and you put something out on the web, um, in order for someone to use it, you know, you you are affecting, you know, how that person is um, going to communicate, going to going to use that application, and and it's important that um, you know that you think of of all the communities that are going to be using it. So I think it really really matters that we have representation from Latinos, um, you know, in the cybersecurity space both in the actual creation of the applications and the safety of those applications, but also in the outreach, like Cindy was saying, um, delivering messages, you know, of, of online safety and protection and how you can, you know, what things you can do to protect yourself when you are online and when you're using these devices. Yeah, yeah, well said, well said. And and Susana, your thoughts on why Hispanic and Latinx representation should matter in cybersecurity and what more we need to do? Um, no, definitely agree with everything that Rosario and Cindy mentioned. It's very important, you know, we like we mentioned before too, we're a big population, super big. And so having people on our end um, talk to those on the other side and educate them on this is very important. Going back to the trust thing, you know, with the build trust within our communities, create those pathways uh, to help them and inform them. Um, and it's huge what Cindy said about internships. God, not only I had a sacrifice when I was coming to unpaid internships, but our families too. And it's not only in the Hispanic Latinx community, it's in all other minority communities as well. Working, I worked at Harvard for a lot of years before coming into NICE and I saw how students, they could not afford having an unpaid internship, even if that meant for them to have a career because their parents couldn't afford that either. You know, like a lot of us that come from underserved communities, we unfortunately have that barrier. So one of the things that needs to be done is provide better resources for those to be able to, um, you know, have those unpaid internships or, you know, hopefully we get more paid internships out here in cyber in all, in all, a lot of careers, you know? Um, but I think that is one of the, the biggest factors. Um, we need to provide better resources, more funding um, to be able to help those students, um, you know, build a career um, in cyber or any other career that they're, they're interested about. But I think that's, that's something that's very, very important. Um, also, uh, apprenticeships. I know we are uh, working on creating more apprenticeships or having that discussion, um, at least in our working groups that we have here at NICE, um, building pathways, um, apprenticeships to be able to help students in cyber, help adults in cyber, um, you know, reach that, that goal that they have. Um, but 100% with Cindy and Rosario said, you know, we do need more resources that help our students, um, that help those that want to pursue a career in cyber, cybersecurity or infosec. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very happy you're all sharing these thoughts because our listeners are really going to benefit uh, from all these words of wisdom, you know, that you're offering here today. Um, you know, what message um, would you have for the Hispanic and Latinx community in particular, and just the wider community in general? Right. Um, what message would you like to share with them today? Uh, I guess we'll start with the Rosario this time. My message would be, you know, to, to specifically for Latinos and Latinas out there that um, don't be afraid of cybersecurity as a career. Um, you don't have to, you know, there's just so much in cybersecurity that, you know, you don't have to be a techie person. You don't have to, you know, be able to code or, you know, come up with, you know, amazing applications and in the, the back end and all of that. All you need to to do is have an interest in protecting personal information and protecting privacy. And, um, and then you'll find a way to get that uh, passion, you know, within a cybersecurity, uh, a career in cybersecurity. Um, it's, it, you know, it's important to have different voices in this space. It's important that, that people have different views when it comes to creating devices and applications and thinking through, you know, what information businesses are collecting and also thinking through as a consumer, you know, why am I giving this information? And all it's a give and take, it's constant changing. It's an exciting industry right now. It's an exciting time. And, um, and yeah, just that my message would be just don't be afraid, you know, look for, um, for something in cybersecurity because I'm sure there's gonna be, there's gonna be something for you. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Cindy, uh, what message would you have for the Hispanic Latinx community specifically and for the wider community in general? Uh, when it comes to cybersecurity, I would say the field is growing. Rosario mentioned that earlier. It is not going to stop. Uh, so there are going to be lots of opportunities in this field. There's actually a workforce shortage right now, and it's a huge number. And I'll see if I can look it up before the end of this recording. Um, there is a strong demand for folks who can fill these roles. And we just, as a country, do not have enough folks to fill those roles. So. Um, yeah, there is demand. Uh, the field is only going to keep on growing. And what we saw during COVID, there's a lot of folks furloughed, right? Or uh, got laid off, unfortunately, uh, in certain fields. Some fields that did not get as affected with cybersecurity. So uh, from purely a job security aspect, something to take into consideration when considering cybersecurity. It's always going to be here. Um, maybe in the future, it'll be taken over by robots like everything else, but we'll see. Uh, another message in regards to cybersecurity is I think a lot of us have grown up seeing our parents work really, really hard, have to learn skills on the fly, uh, bootstrap their way through things, you know, those are skills that can be applied to cybersecurity and technology very easily because like we talked about a little bit earlier, um, a lot of this field is figuring it out on your own or working with a team to figure it out. Um, 
So use those life skills that you have in this field. They're so applicable and they will take you very far. Thank you. Great. Susanna, your thoughts on, um, you know, what you'd like to share with the Hispanic Latinx community and, and the wider community in general. Um, yes, definitely. Um, don't be afraid to apply. I know sometimes uh, word post uh, job postings can be discouraging, but you never know, like how Cindy said, the skills that you learn every day in other jobs can apply, will apply to these positions. Um, also, when Big Dina, I always say, what you study in school doesn't necessarily determine the career you, you will have. Um, you know, a degree, it's just sometimes a requirement that's in the job description, but you might have other um, skills that apply to those cybersecurity positions. Um, and like I mentioned earlier in, in one of our features uh, with Anshul um, that she shared, I mean, what's the worst thing somebody can say is no, but at least you know you tried and you didn't give up. Um, there's so many job opportunities within cyber uh, security, like Cindy mentioned. And one of the greatest, one of a good tool that we have is cyberseek.org. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but that provides a lot of good resources. Um, actually reading from the website, it says that um, from April, 2020 through March, 2021, there were 144,000 uh, 144, openings uh, for information security analysts, but only 131,000 workers currently employed in those positions. An annual talent shortfall of 13,700 workers, workers for cybersecurity's largest job. And there's still, what is it saying? Um, 319,000 additional openings requesting cybersecurity related skills. So there's a whole lot of opportunity uh, for our communities um, out there. It's just uh, being able to look at the right resources, uh, being able to um, go through the right path um, and, and to, be able, to be, able to be able to fill in those gaps. But at the end, at the end of the day, um, Telling our, our comunidades that, you know, si se puede, and whatever we set our mind to, you know, let's let's go for it and try. If one door closes, there's other doors that can open up. Um, you know, never keep on, never keep on trying. You know, one day we'll get get to our goal, our career, and and we'll know it was worth it along the journey. Yeah, 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 yeah. A wonderful uh in general life advice, right? Like really good stuff. Um so we're wrapping things up here and um, I want to ask you now if you have any last thoughts you want to share uh, with our listeners, um, uh, Susanna. Um, just what I, what I mentioned previously, you know, uh, also reach out um, if you like uh, to be able to, to talk more. Um, but I always say um, you don't know unless you try. You don't unless you try, and I think that's something I've always done till up until getting here, um, from community college to my four-year institution, applying to so many internships, um, doing a lot of research and stuff. So one of the things is just take whatever you can, and you'll learn a skill or two, and you'll be able to apply it to anything that that you do eventually. And so um, always say yes to to anything that you can. Yeah. Excellent. Rosario, any last thoughts you'd like to share? 
Yes, I I just would like to encourage people to uh, look for help because there is this out there. There are a lot of people in you know looking to help Latinos um, get into better positions, get a career, you know, get ahead. Um, and so I, I would just encourage everyone to to look for those resources, um, to ask people that you know for help you know, for opinions, for suggestions on how to move forward in your career, on what decisions to make, because um, in general, people do want to help and people do want to see you succeed. So don't be afraid of asking for that help that you need and that extra push. Excellent. Excellent. And Cindy, any parting thoughts for our listeners? For sure. Uh, I want to share a few resources, and this is for pretty much anybody. Um, first off is the NICS website, the National Initiative for Cybersecurity Careers and Studies, uh, spelled N-I-C-C-S dot CISA, C-I-S-A dot gov. Uh, that website has a ton of information on how to start your cybersecurity career if you want. And you can. there's even this cool map where you can see what kind of cybersecurity careers there are by state. So you can look at something specifically in your area. Uh, So just lots of great information there. Please check it out. Um, There's links to training opportunities there. And uh, you can also play with this um, feature that they have to see all the different aspects of cybersecurity. Something that we didn't touch too much on is how diverse the cybersecurity field is in terms of like roles. You can be a coder, You could have never even touched code before and still be in cybersecurity. There's so much diversity in our field alone um, that folks should take into consideration for future careers. Um, A couple other things I wanted to to plug. Uh, CISA has lots of information when it comes to education on cybersecurity. This could be someone who's interested in a career or just kind of like what Rosario did in in her agency. Um, Some information for companies on how to become a little more secure, what kind of steps that they should take. Uh, So highly recommend just checking out CISA.gov, C-I-S-A.gov, G-O-V. And then lastly, for the college students out there, Uh, Another program, if you are interested in a technical or cybersecurity related field, is the CyberCore Scholarship for Service Program. Uh, And you can find this on OPM's website, sfs.opm.gov. This uh, is a program with paid internships, so highly recommend checking it out. Um, Essentially, through this program, you get money for school. You also get money for books. You also get paid for your internship uh, and you get an internship with a government agency. So highly recommend checking that out if you are in school uh, right now. And what else? Um, I guess I wanted to add, never hesitate to ask questions. Something that I personally struggled with uh, in my career is, like, oh, I don't want to ask a question because I'm sure it's probably dumb and everyone already knows. Like, I shouldn't waste everyone's time asking these questions. But no, I've learned that a lot of people probably have the same questions as you. Or maybe by asking a question, you're making everyone think about something in a way that they haven't already thought about uh, before. And you're bringing a unique twist, view, perspective, whatever you want to call it, to that 
setting. Uh, so never hesitate to ask questions, especially when you're starting out in your field. Um, it's an incredible skill that will take you a long way. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. So um, that's everything that we had on the agenda today. And I once again want to thank Rosario, Susana, Cindy for taking the time and you know sharing your thoughts with me and our listeners today. Uh, this was a long time dream of mine to do an episode uh, on this particular topic um, you know, about the representation of Hispanics and Latinx in the cybersec um, and infosec communities. So you all just made that happen today. So thank you so, so much. Um, and I, once again, appreciate your time and expertise. Thank you so much, Rosario Mendez, Susanna Barraza, and Cindy for sharing your thoughts with Anshul and our listeners today. We hope you've enjoyed this special episode of The Care Pod, celebrating both Cybersecurity Awareness Month and Hispanic and Latinx Heritage Month. You can follow The Care Lab at sites.temple.edu care, on Twitter at tu underscore care, or on Instagram at tu underscore care underscore lab. The CarePod thanks Molly Ducast for providing us with the audio for this episode, which features her song called The Root. Molly is a doctoral student with the Department of Criminal Justice at Temple University. We love to feature music created by members of the Temple community. I'm your host, Rachel Blyman, and thank you for tuning in.